Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Gamecast. My name is Jason Earls, and today I'm going to be doing a demonstration, a bit of a playthrough, of a really neat audio game called Frequency Missing. In Frequency Missing, you play the part of a character named Patricia, and she is a reporter for Radio IDUN. And uh, when you play the game, you find out that she's supposed to be uh, with this guy named Richard. Um, he's supposed to be uh, doing a, a job tour with her on the day that she starts work. And so when you're playing the game, you are discovering why Richard is missing. So uh, the, the game's controls are pretty simple. You just drag your finger around the screen. And uh, when you want to interact with an object, when it's in the center, you'll hear a click. And then you lift your finger, and then once you do that, then you can interact with it. So, like, if you have a if you have a conversation going, you can choose from a list of possible things to discuss. We'll go through the tutorial, so this will make a lot more sense. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit of an overview at the beginning before we go ahead and get started. So, uh, without further ado, why don't we do that? I've got Frequency Missing here, and I'm going to go ahead and open up the app. Frequency Missing. Frequency Missing. Welcome to Frequency Missing. This game is played in landscape mode with the home button to the right. Main menu. All right, and we are in the main menu, which functions like the rest of the game, so I'm gonna have to drag my finger down the screen in order to choose the option I want. In this case, it's going to be the tutorial. Continue, new game. Help. Actually, I'm gonna choose uh, yes, help. Do you want to play the tutorial one more time? Yes. In Frequency Missing, you can explore menus and the game world by dragging one finger across the screen to listen for objects. When you find an object you want to use, release your finger. Remember to wear your headphones correctly to separate right and left, right and left. Now you will try to find an object in the game world. Hold down one finger on the screen. All right, and I'm going to do Hold that. down one finger on the screen. You can now hear a person whistling. Drag your finger toward the sound until you hear a click. Good. Now, release your finger to select the object. Hello. Perfect. You found a person and have started a conversation. Hold down one finger on the screen and move it up and down to hear topics to choose from. Release your finger to select. Now, give it a shot. Try to talk about the weather. Economy. Sports. Dancing. Sp economy. The weather. The weather is great. Good. Now choose bye and let's move on. Travel. Bye. Bye. Good. That's it for the tutorial. Now choose New Game in the menu to start the game. Main menu. Okay, so that buzz that you just heard meant that I can't interact with the screen yet because it's in the middle of saying something. So if a scene is happening and you try to touch the screen, you'll hear that buzz. There also doesn't appear to be a way to skip dialogue if you've already played the game before and you want to get through stuff quickly. Um, I wish there was a way to do that, but even so, it's it's still pretty fun. 
So we're going to go ahead and hit new game, because I've already got a partially saved game here. Continue. New game. If you start a new game, your previously saved game will be overwritten. Are you sure you want to start a new game? Yes, the game autosaves, so you can pick up where you left off. Oh, my head. What happened? Where am I? It's so dark. Ouch! I'm locked in! Help! Is someone there? Ugh, I probably shouldn't have done that. If they hear me, they might knock me out again. I hear some rattling. If I feel around, I might be able to locate where that noise is coming from. So I'm going to go ahead and drag around the screen to see what's here. Oh, we found something. Let's get it centered. Alright, and now I'm going to lift my finger to interact with it. A screw! I might be able to pry it loose with my hands. There we go. Hmm, it's still locked. Maybe there are more screws. Now, because the controls are essentially the same throughout the whole game, I'm going to go ahead and just do the playthrough. And if, if I, I feel around, I might find something. If I need to comment on something, I'll go ahead and do so, but otherwise it'll mostly just be a playthrough. So I'm going to go ahead and find the rest of the screws. Another screw! <gasps> it's starting to give way! Chapter 1. Three Days Earlier. April 13th, 8.35 a.m. My first day at work as a reporter for Radio IDUN. Richard would have welcomed me and showed me around, but he disappeared three days ago. I'm really worried. Carl might know something about where he is. Carl. How's it going? Oh, hi, Patricia. Just fine. How are you settling in? Now, again, I'm in a part where I can have a conversation, so I'm going to drag my finger down the screen and choose topics to discuss with Carl. New at work. It's a lot to process in a short amount of time. Yes. Something on your mind? Carl's the radio station. Carl's job. I don't think I've asked you what you do around here. That's all right. I work as a fact checker and audio technician. What does a fact checker do? I check that all the facts are correct. And as an audio technician? I make sure that your segments sound good on the air. Carl's the radio. Well, I got a quick tour yesterday, but maybe you can tell me more about the radio station. I don't know what to say. The building is a bit much for my taste. It was originally built as a royal library, apparently. I'm sure Monica at the reception can tell you more about the station. 
the radio station, the chief. The chief has barely had time for me yet. What is he like? He can be a bit difficult to deal with sometimes. He wants to be one of the crew and make good broadcasts, but he also wants to make his bosses happy. Oh, he's not in charge? No, he only runs our department, even if he sometimes acts like he runs the whole station. The Enough about- Thank you. Richard, goodbye. Richard, have you read the newspaper today? N no, what's on your mind? It said the police have closed the investigation on Richard's disappearance. What? No one has seen him in three days. I know! They claim there's no indication that a crime has been committed. How can they not care about what happened? I'm sorry. I know you're good friends. Is there anything I can do? Thank you, but I don't think so. I was so happy when he got me this job and was really looking forward to working with him. Richard's dis- Richard's job. Richard- Do you know anything about Richard's disappearance? No, nothing. I was going to snoop around in his office, but someone had locked it. Do you think there's anything in there? I don't know. But he spent a lot of late nights in his office. I thought maybe he had left some notes about what he was working on. Richard's, Richard's job. Do you know what he was working on? Some stories, but nothing that would explain his disappearance. You spent a lot of time together. He never told you anything? No, but I got this feeling he wanted to tell me something but couldn't. I thought it might have something to do with what he was working on. Richard's dis Richard's job. Enough about Richard. Thank you. New Rich. Goodbye. Thanks, Carl. I'll see you later. Goodbye. The lobby. The radio station's lobby. Grandiose and awe-inspiring. You can't help but be impressed by it. So you may have gathered by now, but I'm just going to explain it anyway. Those clicks that you heard, those rapid clicks, were doors. There's actually a door off to my right, and there's a door below that as well. So there's this one. And then if I move my finger down, there's that door. So let's see what else is in here in the lobby, shall we? The radio station's receptionist. Hello, Monica. Good morning, Patricia. What can I do for you? The radio station. How many people work here? Well, we have uh, 60 employees, the biggest and best radio station in the country. The off work. The office. The off. Where does everyone sit? The management use the top floors, of course. They enjoy the view, you see. Down here's the newsroom. You can find some of the reporters, audio technicians, and the department chief here. Between us and the top, there are more reporters and administrators. The office. Work. What is everyone doing here? Well, most of them are reporters like you. There's a lot that goes into making good broadcasts, so we also have several audio technicians and lots of administration. 
The office. Work. My job. Do you know what I'm supposed to do here? Huh. Don't you know? Yes, but the chief just told me to get acquainted with the station. I suppose you'll start with a few small stories here and there. But regardless of what you get to do, you should be proud and happy you're working for this fine radio station. Work. My job. Enough about the station. Thank you. Coworkers. What can you tell me about our colleagues? Who do you have in mind? The chief. What is the chief like? He's an orderly man that knows how to take charge. But between you and me, he can be a bit grumpy sometimes. Oof. The chief. Carl. What's Carl like? He's a fun guy that gets along with pretty much everyone at the station. Officially, he's a fact-checker, but he mostly works on the audio for the broadcasts. The chief. Carl. Stephanie. Apparently Stephanie will be my mentor. What is she like? Oh, is she going to be your mentor? She's pedantic, very skillful, and a respected news anchor. But if you ask me, she can be a bit stuck up sometimes. Car Stephanie. Enough about colleagues. Thank you. Coworkers, Richard's disappearance. Do you know anything about what's happened to Richard? Well, not more than anyone else, I believe. The police were snooping around here a few days ago, and I and I now I'm reading that they don't think a crime has been committed. Snooping. It's good that they investigated, but they could have done it without disturbing everyone. To be honest, we didn't get along very well. He was a very good reporter, but he didn't always think the rules applied to him. The coer Richard's disappeared. Goodbye. Thanks, Monica. So obviously we're learning a couple things about Richard now. Um, one of those doors is actually the chief's office, and that's where we're eventually going to go. But the thing that sounded like footsteps is actually, well, let's find out what it is. The door to the newsroom, where all the broadcasts are made. Hold it! We're broadcasting live! You need the chief's permission to go in there! Well, now we can go to the chief's office and figure out a way to get his permission. So let's go and do that, shall we? The chief's office. A well-furnished office that smells of leather and cigars. Possible text. Work. My job. Enough about the station. The conflict in the south is escalating. The mediators believe a solution. A radio. He's listening to the broadcast from the newsroom. I suppose he needs to keep an ear on things. Excuse me, Chief. Do you have a minute? Yes, one minute. What do you want? Richard has disappeared. What do you know about Richard's disappearance? Only what the police have said. And what is that? Nothing. Aren't you concerned about your employees? Of course I am. There's just not a whole lot I can do about it. 
We've got radio to produce. I don't have time to worry about something that's out of my hands. I'm sorry. I know the two of you were friends. But you're the manager. You can't just sit there and hope for the best. Careful now. Richard's recommendation is the only reason you're here. Richard has disappeared. Locked office. Why is Richard's office locked? The police have already investigated it. They didn't find anything. You have to understand, I don't want other people running around in there causing even more trouble. They must have missed something. Are you doubting the police's competence? Stop meddling with things you don't understand and go do your job! So, as you can see, the chief is quite a pleasant fellow. Sounding so angry. In fact, let's make him a little more angry, shall we? I heard some keys earlier. Might be something interesting. A key cabinet. Get away from there. Do you often rummage through other people's belongings? Hmm. The key to Richard's office is probably in there, but I'll never get to it as long as the chief is here. I really don't have time for you right now. Go to the newsroom. Maybe you can learn a thing or two about live broadcasting. The lobby. The newsroom. Monica, the chief said I could go in. All right, just be careful and don't do anything to disturb them. The, the newsroom. Furnishings the are simple and functional. The it's the heart of the station. Well, we finally got into the newsroom. Now what we need to do is create a diversion to get the chief away from his office so that we can get these keys. So, uh, let's see what kind of diversions we can create, shall we? Stephanie is in the speaker booth, doing a live broadcast. Apparently, she will be my mentor, now that Richard is gone. Hmm, a large switch. Do I dare pull it? Today's news. Yes. Minister... What the heck are you doing? What are you doing, Butterfingers? You just interrupted a live broadcast. I'm sorry. I lost my balance and fell on the switch. Get out. Probably not the smartest thing I've ever done, but it should keep him busy for a while. The Chief's Office. A radio. It's tuned into our station, but the broadcast has been... <clears throat> interrupted. I suppose I'm lucky I can't hear what's going on in that room right now. Looks like it could open the door to Richard's office. I don't care whose fault it is. It's your job to make sure these things don't happen. 
I'm sorry, Stephanie. We're working as fast as we can. It's good of you to remind me. <clears throat> we had some temporary technical difficulties, but they're now taken care of, and we will continue with the broadcast. Oh, the broadcast is up and running again. I better get out of here. Today's news. The Prime Minister opened this year's environmental summit by addressing the assembled world leaders. The lobby. In a short statement. Richard's office. I hope I brought the right key. Yes! Patricia versus Locks, one nothing. Richard's office. Okay, let's see what you're hiding from me. A stapler, a tape roll, paper clips, and some blank pages. More or less what you'd expect to find on a desk. Nothing here that tells me what happened to him. Richard's Noteboard. Nothing of interest there. Hold on, there's a VIP card to the Duke Silverglons Club. I didn't know he was a member there. Isn't that a bit too expensive and exclusive for him? I just noticed that the painting is a bit crooked. There's a safe hidden behind it. I doubt the police would have left it alone if they had found it. I might need some assistance opening it. Richard's safe. I need help opening it. The lobby. Carl's in my office. What is it? I managed to get into Richard's office. Someone had turned the place over, but unlike me, they didn't find the hidden safe. We have to open it. Nice. I have an idea. Should we go to his office? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, let's go. Here, take this contact microphone. Place it on the safe, and you might be able to hear when it unlocks. Wouldn't it be quicker if you did it? You found it, so it's only fair that you open it as well. I'll keep watch and let you know if someone's coming. Okay, Richard. Let's see what secrets you've hidden in here. So, uh, how do I do this? With the contact microphone, you should be able to hear the click from the locking mechanism. When you hear the clunk of the locking bar, you should stop and drag in the other direction. I think these kind of locks usually start to the right, so drag to the right until you hear a clunk, then switch directions. Keep doing that until the safe is open. Patricia versus Locks, two nothing. Now let's see what you thought was worth hiding, Richard. What did you find? A tape. I wonder what's on it. Hmm. We better listen to this in our office. Let's load the reel into my tape recorder and hear what secrets are hidden on it. Uh, 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 
Well, what's wrong with your tape recorder? It's not my recorder. It's the tape. I'm not entirely sure how I'll fix it. You'll have to give me a few days. Chapter 2 April 14th. The chief has given me my first assignment. I'm to interview Samuel Silverglands about the renovation and development of the Duke Silverglands Club. A lot of members are big shots, my boss among them. I'm not sure how I feel about this, but I'm going to make the best story I can. I'm already on thin ice after that incident in the newsroom. Sadly, I didn't have time to do much research, but apparently Samuel Silverglands' father passed away about a month ago. Wow! Now I see why the club has Duke in its name. This place looks like something you'd find in a castle, with all the leather, mahogany, and paintings all over the place. A telephone. Mm, I don't need to call anyone at the moment. So, as you heard, there are two people in this room we can interact with. Let's go ahead and interact with them both. Although, before we do that, I want to actually show you guys what this uh, other guy who was off to the right earlier does whenever you just stay there. It's kind of funny. We'll find out who he is when I actually interact with him. A giant man with a stern look. It looks like he's guarding the entrance to the VIP room. Hello, my name is Patricia. Could I ask you a few questions? Yes. Samuel. I'm from Radio IDUN. I'm here to interview Samuel. Do you know where he is? No. Just no? Yes. Okay. Samuel. The club. Do you enjoy working here at the club? Sure. Nothing else? No. The club. Goodbye. Thanks, I think. <laughs> the club's bartender. Hello, I'm Patricia from Radio IDUN. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? I suppose that's all right. I'm not too busy at the moment. My name's Victor. Samuel. I'm supposed to interview Samuel, but I can't seem to find him. Do you know where he is? He might turn up soon. There's a lot of work to do before the grand opening. Sam, the club. So what's it like here? Do you like your job? It doesn't pay much, but the status you get from working for such a fine establishment makes it worthwhile. I thought you'd get paid well, considering the high class of this place and all. You would think so, yes. It started to unravel a bit lately. That's why they're opening a new restaurant, to make more money. 
That sounds like an interesting story. What more can you tell me? I've, I've said too much already. The club. Buy drink. Uh, can I get a drink? What are you having? Gin and tonic. Dry martini. Cognac. Scotch. I'd like a scotch, please. My pleasure. The club. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Victor. Now, you'll see why I decided to buy a drink here in just a minute. I purposely bought a different drink than I normally would buy because, frankly, I'm curious to see what happens. I haven't tried this yet. So you guys are going to discover what happens right along with me, and then we will hopefully be able to buy the correct drink and see where things go, assuming that uh, we don't get what we need. So we're going to go ahead and enter a different room. The door to the lounge. A lounge with books, a pool table, and expensive armchairs to relax in. Smells of alcohol. Hello, I'm Patricia from Radio IDUN. Would you mind answering a few questions? Hi, from Radio IDUN. Why, yes, I'm Oscar Silverglass, and I would gladly answer your questions. If only my throat wasn't so dry. Oscar Silverglass, are you related to Samuel? Sadly, he is my brother. Give drink. What? What do you take me for? I don't drink that cheap garbage. Give drink. Samuel. Regarding Samuel... <coughs> My throat is simply parched. If only I had a drink. Give drink. The club. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Okay, so we'll come back to him. Let's see who else is here that we can interview. A well-dressed woman playing pool. I didn't even know that kind of shot was possible. Hello, I'm Patricia. Do you have a minute? You new here? The name's Veronica. Yes, I'm here to do a story about the club. Give drink. Sam, do you know where Samuel Silverglands is? Who's that? The club's owner. Sorry, not really a part of that crowd. Give drink. Would you like my drink? Turns out I'm not as thirsty as I thought. Oh, thanks. Samuel, the club. What do you think about the club? It's good enough to play pool in. Except for that fat, obnoxious man over in the corner who smells of cognac. Apparently, he's some kind of hotshot around here. At least it's what he tells anyone who cares to listen. Can't they throw him out so I can play pool in peace? Oh, that's the brother of the owner, Oscar Silverglands. How about that? I would never have guessed. The club. Goodbye. Thank you very much. 
So, Mon Veronica actually gave us a bit of a clue. He smells of cognac. So that is actually the drink that I'm going to go get in touch with Victor to buy so that we can then give it to Oscar Silverglanz so that he might give us some more information and actually talk to us. The door to the bar. Victor the bartender. Hello again. Yes? The club. Buy drink. Uh, can I get a drink? What are you having? Dry martini. Cognac. Uh, cognac, please. My pleasure. The club. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Victor. The lounge. <coughs> Oscar Silverglands. Hello. Give drink. Mmm. Oh, a fine cognac with such aromatic complexities. What was it you wanted to talk about? Samuel, the club. Sam, I'm looking for your brother Samuel. Do you know where he is? Uh, who did you say you were again? Patricia, from Radio IDUN. I'm here to interview him. Oh, right, right, yeah. He, he mentioned something about that. Uh, rather, he bragged about how he was gonna be on the radio. I can't find him. Do you know where he is? Yes, uh, would you like me to get him? Yes, no, no, I'm not quite ready yet. Samuel, the club, what do you think about the club? Ah, uh, Samuel started to renovate the place and it's turned out rather nice, even if it doesn't listen to my suggestions. He doesn't listen to you? I am part owner after all, all three of us are, you know. But Samuel has ruled with an iron fist ever since he inherited most of our father's fortune. Didn't you receive an equal share? No. Father handed most of it over to Samuel. Now Sylvia and I have to live on what our dear brother provides. Sam, the club. Goodbye. Samuel, regarding Samuel. Yes? Did you want me to get him? Yes. Yes, please. Unless it's too much of a bother. Uh, hold on. I'll call him for you. He'll be at the bar in a minute. If you don't get any good answers from that wretch, you can always ask him about our father's foundation. <laughs> Thank you. The club. Goodbye. Thank you very much. To the bar. Ah, oh, Samuel is here. Now I can get my interview. Hello, I'm Patricia from Radio IDUN. It's about time you showed up. Interview. Do you have time for the interview now? Yes, that's fine. The club, the restaurant, the club. What can you tell me about the Duke Silverglands Club? 
I started it 20 years ago. You started it by yourself? I thought your siblings were part owners. Just because a piece of paper says so doesn't mean they did anything. I built this club from the ground up. The, the restaurant. And you'll soon be opening a new restaurant that'll be open to non-members as well. What's your view on the future? I thought it was time to do something new, and the restaurant business is very lucrative. So it's about money? Don't put words in my mouth. You will cut that from the interview. <clears throat> um, I felt it was time to give something back to the community. My father was a very generous man, and so am I. The, the, re the family. Your father. I realize this is a touchy subject, but I think the listeners would want to hear about your father, who passed away last month. You inherited most of his fortune. I don't hear a question. I'm wondering how this affects the club and the new restaurant. Plans for the development have been in place for a long time. With the inheritance, I was able to realize them. That's all I will say about my father. The re the family. I talked to your brother earlier. Don't listen to a word he says. So... That's enough about my brother. This wasn't very interesting. Maybe I should ask him about the foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about your father's foundation? I don't want to talk about that. It'll be a better story, and it's something I think our listeners will want to hear about. I don't think so. Trust me, it'll be great. All right, but keep it short. Thank you. Can you tell me what kind of foundation it is? <laughs> if you haven't even bothered to find out yourself, I'm not going to tell you. No, I only, I only thought it would sound better if you were the one telling the listeners about it instead of me. Well, all right. My father created the Silver Glans Foundation to help the less fortunate. It was something he cared deeply about. Thank you. So, why was it that he gave all the money to you without providing something for the Foundation? That's not something I want to discuss. This was supposed to be about my restaurant, not my personal affairs. Your radio station's reputation seems very exaggerated since they said an amateur like you. This interview is over. A sensitive subject, apparently. I can't leave this place without a real interview. Samuel didn't say much before he stormed off. There has to be someone around who can give me a good story. I guess I can snoop around a bit while I'm here. Richard had a member's card for the VIP room. I could start there. <laughs> Victor the bartender. Hello again. Yes? The club, Richard. I actually have a friend, Richard. He's a member here. Do you know him? There was a Richard that started hanging around here about a month ago. Think he was a reporter or something. Radio reporter? I think that's correct, yes. A friend of Samuel's didn't have to pay for drinks. When was the last time you saw him? Ooh, about a week ago or so. He was really drunk, had far too much to drink. So I refused to serve him. He got really upset and left the bar, yelling and shouting. That doesn't sound like the Richard I know. The, the club. The VIP room. Could you help me get into the VIP room? It's members only. No exceptions. The VIP... The club. Richard. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Victor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The bouncer for the VIP room. Hello. The VIP. The club. Goodbye. The, the VIP. Could I take a look inside the VIP room? No. It's for the story I'm working on. No. The, the club. Goodbye. I don't think I can get past that bouncer. There has to be another way inside. The lounge. The door to the kitchen. A reporter has to be willing to go where she is not welcome. A restaurant kitchen. I didn't know there were so many different kinds of pots and pans. Oh, there's an elevator as well. I wonder where it leads. Some kind of speaking tube. There are voices coming through it. A service elevator. It might take me to the VIP room. It seems to be broken. A rather large chef. Hi, I'm Patricia. Do you have a moment? <laughs> a moment? We'll have to talk while I'm working. The VIP. The club. Goodbye. The club. The VIP room. Can you help me get into the VIP room? Why would I do that? Can't you see I've got my hands full? I'm from radio... Uh, quiet. I I'm getting an order. Give me a sirloin steak with red wine sauce. I haven't got time to listen to the radio. I've got to get those orders ready for the VIP room. The waiter is ill today, and it's going to take me half the day to carry the food up all those stairs. There's an elevator over there. Can't you use that? You don't think I know about the elevator? Yes, it goes up to the VIP room, but the engine is busted. According to Mr. Silverglanz, an engineer is on the way. He's been saying that for the last three weeks. The, the club. What do you think about the club? Yeah, it's really stressful. I don't understand how Mr. Silverglanz expects me to cook for all the guests in the new restaurant, too. There's no way I can manage it by myself. The club. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Stairs to a basement. Maybe a food cellar? A dark basement. What are you doing here, Patricia? A locked metal cabinet. A newspaper with Alan Silverglanz on the front page. It has a story about him and his foundation. Apparently, he was a philanthropist who spent a lot of time helping the less fortunate. That's a pretty big difference from his son's. I wonder if his daughter Sylvia is the same. Hmm. A bit strange that he gave his entire fortune to Samuel. This must be the elevator engine the chef mentioned. Maybe I should try to fix it. Yes. All right. Let's see.
I'll try the on button, and we'll see what happens. I guess not. It just spun around once and stopped. There are a few different buttons to press here. I wonder what they do. Possible text. Work. My job. Enough about the station. Nope, that's not right. I'll test the on button again. The engine is sputtering. It's not running with full power yet. It's gaining power. Hmm, the buttons sound like when the engine is trying to start. One. Almost there! Four! That's it! Yes! It's working! First Richard safe, now an elevator engine. I'm really on a roll. So just like with conversations, I was dragging my finger up and down the screen in order to manipulate those elevator buttons, and I did them in the wrong order on purpose just so that you guys could see what happens. So now that the elevator's going, why don't we go upstairs and tell our friendly chef about it? Maybe he'll let us into the VIP room, maybe not. We'll just have to wait and see. Stairs to the kitchen. The chef. Hello. The elevator. I managed to fix the elevator. I have to thank you. How in the blazes did you pull that off? It was really technical, but I've picked up a few things over the years. Well, if my hands weren't so sticky, I'd give you a big hug. How am I ever going to repay you? Well... Could I ride upstairs in the elevator and check out the VIP room? Yes, of course. The elevator. The club. Goodbye. Thank you very much. The service elevator. Should I go to the VIP room? Yes. Here we go. I'm going to do the interview of the decade with someone up there. I'm finally in the VIP room. They spared no expense decorating this place. A bearskin on the floor, silk curtains in the windows, and everyone is really dressed up. I hope I can get a good interview with someone here. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. An older, properly dressed gentleman. Hello, I'm Patricia. Do you have a moment? Of course. About you. What is your name? General Anderson, at your service. A general? Oh my. Shh. Keep your voice down. The enemy has ears everywhere. What enemies? They hide everywhere. 
Okay. About the club. Are you enjoying the club? It's a good enough place to rest your feet in any case. I don't like all the people around here. Like that fellow over there by the tape recorder. What do you mean? If he had been under my command, I would have thrown him out right away. That's all I'll say about it. About the club. Richard, you wouldn't happen to know a man by the name of Richard, would you? Richard? Oh, yes. He and I are old friends. <gasps> the reporter from Radio IDUN? Yes, that's him. The repo man from the Radium Stadium. No, a reporter. Absolutely. I love me some Porter. Uh, I think we're talking about different things. About the Goodbye. That interview probably wouldn't have been very interesting. I don't know. I find him to be quite entertaining. I mean, he knows a repo man from the radio stadium after all. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, let's see who else we can interview. There were two other people when we first entered the room, so let's find one. A middle-aged man. He seems very focused on the tape recorder. Hello, I'm Patricia. Do you have a moment? Finally. Some service around here. Where's my sirloin steak? I don't work here. <laughs> you don't look like you belong here. What do you want? About, so who are you? What business is that of yours? I'm just trying to get to know you. You presume that I would like to get to know you. About the club. What do you think about the club? It is remarkable, but someone obviously hasn't been doing their job if they let in people like you into the VIP room. Uh... About the club. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. I don't want to interview that jerk. Everywhere. An older woman fashionably dressed in a beautiful red dress. Hello, I'm Patricia. Do you have a moment? Hello, Patricia. I'm Sylvia Silverglanz. Oh, really? Is Samuel your brother? That is correct. But it's not something I normally advertise. What's on your mind? About the club. Goodbye. The about you. Can you tell me more about yourself? <laughs> well, these days there's not much more to say. Oh. What do you mean? I've worked with the Silverglanz Foundation for most of my life. It's very interesting and satisfying work. But now I'm retired, apparently, so I mainly sit here, passing the time. Oh, my. About the club. What do you think about the club? Why do you ask? I'm from Radio IDUN, and I'm doing a story about the Foundation. My interview with Samuel, it didn't go so well. Well, in that case, this is more or less my prison. Are they keeping you here against your will? After Samuel inherited all of Father's fortune, I had no choice but to stay on his good side. <gasps> oh, that sounds so dramatic. Do you mind if I do an interview with you? Well, absolutely. I have a lot to say. When do you want to start? Start now. All right. Well, let's start the interview. What do you want to know? More about... What can you tell me about the Duke Silverglands Club? My brother Samuel opened it 20 years ago. He wanted to create a club that the richest of the rich would travel to from all over. I can understand why you would like to be a member. It's a really beautiful and nice place. Nice? 
As long as you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The staff is mostly underpaid, repairs don't get done, and the members are starting to leave. More about the renovation. What's your view on the restoration? Opening a restaurant to the public is just Samuel's strategy to avoid bankruptcy. So where does the money come from? From father's inheritance. Money, I think, should be spent on better things than keeping this monstrosity going. More about the renovation, the foundation. What can you tell me about the Silver Glands Foundation? <sighs> well, sadly, it's been forced to shut down. It was father's jewel, but Samuel isn't interested in giving anything away. It's odd that father gave it all to Samuel. I don't understand it. So you're surprised with the distribution of the inheritance? Yes. He was always so determined that the foundation would continue after his death. He and Samuel never saw eye to eye, and he hated this club. Too expensive, too snobby, and completely absurd, he would say. Laced with a little profanity, that is. <laughs> what do you think made him change his mind? I don't believe anything could have made him change his mind about that. Samuel must have forced him in some way. But now my beloved father is dead, so there's nothing I can do. <sighs> I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. <clears throat> you there. What do you think you're doing? It's okay. She's interviewing me. You're not in charge here, Sylvia. Security! In here! Please escort this insolent girl out of here. I can walk by myself. Sorry. It's my job. Well, at least I got one juicy interview. Back to the office for editing. And now, over to a report on the exclusive Duke Silverglans Club, which is about to open a new restaurant for non-members. Huh. She could have at least mentioned my name. What can you tell me about the Duke Silverglans Club? The Duke Silverglans Club is my jewel and my passion. I want people to come here and forget about their troubles. It's a really beautiful and nice place. I'm extremely pleased to hear you say that. What? That's not my interview. <gasps> Those are my questions to Sylvia, but it's Samuel who's answering. Chapter 3 Something fishy is going on. First Richard disappears, and then someone edits my segment. I'd better call the club and ask Sylvia if she knows what happened to the interview. The Duke Silverglans Club, Victor speaking. Hello, Victor. It's Patricia from Radio IDUN. Hello. How may I help you? I'd like to talk to Sylvia. Is she there? Now's not a good time. Why is that? Samuel is furious with Sylvia and the whole staff. It's probably best if you don't come here ever again. Good luck. What do you mean... I'm glad I called instead of walking over there. Someone edited my segment, but who? I'll check around the office and see if anyone knows anything. Carl's not here, but he'll probably be here shortly.
And I think that's pretty much going to wrap this up. So if you want to see what happens in the rest of the story, then I strongly encourage you to download the app, which you can do for free on both Apple's App Store as well as Google's Play Store. So there is an Android version available for this game. If you're using the game with Android, you may want to suspend TalkBack so that you can control the game and interact with the objects. With that said, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook, just search for Jason Earls, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE91. That's Julia Delta Echo 91. If people want to get in touch with iAccessibility, you can do so by sending us your feedback to feedback at iAccessibility.net. You can search for us on Facebook, just search for iAccessibility. We're also on Twitter at iAccessibility1. And we are all around the web. We have a YouTube channel, so come find us. Say hi. And also, we can't forget about our iAccessibility app for Apple's iOS platform. It is available for free in the App Store, and it gives you great and easy access to all of our content, including this GameCast. So please feel free to download our app and check it out and let us know what you think. So uh, with all that out of the way, this is Jason saying bye, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this GameCast. Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, LLC.